Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. Let's go over top 10 running backs today, right? But um, before we do, there's actually some Eagles news, yes. Shocking and boring season, we actually have some news, and it's, I wouldn't say it's rather large news, but it's, it's, it's annoying news to me. So the Eagles are changing their logo, right? It's not the actual logo, though. It's the wording part of the logo, like the font that says Eagles. And you commonly see this on the front of their jersey. It's the Eagles with like the black underscore of it and all that. Now it's going to be some modernized, like just typing of the wordy. It looks like, I guess, simpler, uh, cleaner, if that's what you want to say, whatever. Who cares? I mean, is it a big deal? Of course not. It's not a big deal at all. But is it annoying? Yes, because... What I find very annoying about it is I think the Eagles, and I've said this before, have the ugliest uniforms in the entire NFL. They have the potential to have the nicest uniforms in the NFL. That's what their uniforms used to be. They were the nicest uniforms in the league. So anything where they decided to maybe move back to those uniforms, yeah, that'd be awesome. In fact, I wish they were going back to the old logo with the old uniforms because I thought it was just a perfect setup. I mean, that is a cool, classic it's just so dumb that they ever switched off it. So, yeah, people are getting up in arms about this new uniform. And I and I understand, like, the font being, you know, it's modernized, but it's simple. It's, you know, it's it's a little boring, whatever. I, who cares to me? Um, until they change their, the color of their uniforms back to what they should be, and they actually go back to what these uniforms really should be, to me, it's just... It's really not any big deal. The only thing that sucks is like if you want to have a current jersey, you're probably going to have to buy a jersey this year because of the stupid font that got changed on the front of the jersey. And it's the same color. You know what I mean? Like they're not coming out with those Kelly Green uniforms, I don't think, till next season. So really they're just – if you're going to make a change, make a change. Right? If you're going to make a change, make a change. They didn't really make a change. They made such a minor change, but it's annoying to people because there are people out there. They want to have the current stuff. And, and listen, NFL uniforms can be expensive. I understand that. They could be, you know, over $100 they are. But, you know, people, like, don't have $100. And, again, I, it, that's just how the world is. Some people don't have $100 to spend every year. So it's nice in the NFL when you have a uniform, you could buy it, you pick a player, you kind of roll with him. Heck, I had a Fletcher Cox jersey. I still have it, obviously, but I, I rolled with my Fletcher Cox jersey for years. I went to Jalen Hurts last year because of the new coach, new uh, you know dream for this team. And uh, it's just, again, I'm going to buy the new jersey because I'm going to have the new font on there. But it is annoying. It is definitely annoying because this is such a minor change. It's not the change that you would hope for. Like, again, it's not a different color like we all wanted. It's just the wording part of the logo. Now, think about it. That's how boring it is right now that that is the top story with the Eagles is, uh, is that. So uh, what we're going to do now is I want to talk about some camp battles. And then second half of the show, we're going to do top 10 running backs. And again, I, I know the top 10 list kind of took the show over the last two weeks because there really was no news. But I mean, once you get to top 10 now, like the running backs portion, I mean, there's not really a ton of info to go into on it. Um, I think wide receivers, I'd say quarterbacks, obviously. There's a lot you could talk about with those positions. Corners, I'd assume you could talk a lot about. DNs for sure. 
running backs are, you know, don't get me wrong, not that, and again, sounds like I'm devaluing anybody's position. I'm really not. But it's just there's, it's kind of the usual suspects. So uh, what I wanted to highlight, though, is, you know, we're still obviously over a month from training camp, but what are the training camp battles, right? What are we looking forward to going into training camp? Like, normally, the last couple years, in my opinion, there really haven't been many camp battles. And what that means is, like, we kind of knew who the starters were prior to the season starting, right? There wasn't a camp battle for quarterback last year, as much as people would try to make you believe there was or anything like that. Jalen Hurts was the quarterback. There wasn't a camp battle for running back. It was going to be Sanders. Oh, tight end. Well, no, they were just going to use Ertz and Goddard. Uh, wide receiver outside. It was always going to be Rager. Smith was starting. I guess Quez kind of popped on the scene a little bit to help comfort them in the slot. But really, who was it going to be? John Hightower it really wasn't too much of a battle. You looked at the D-line, nothing really there. Linebacker, for an extent, I guess, Davion Taylor or Alex Singleton or, you know, TJ Edwards or, I guess, Sean Bradley. Uh, I mean, you can make those kind of as some type of battles, but, I mean, nothing crazy there. I guess that would probably be the best battles that we've had for linebacker, and that position had been underachieving anyway. But safety, there wasn't a battle. You knew it was McLeod and Harris. Corners, once they signed Nelson, you knew it was Slay, Nelson, and Maddox. But this year, I think we actually have a legitimate camp battle. I really do believe it. I I don't know how much the Eagles are going to let it be a legitimate camp battle due to salary structure, but Isaac Ciamalo versus Jack Driscoll, to me, is a massive camp battle. It really is. Personally, I think Jack Driscoll should be the starter. I think Jack Driscoll is our best option as the right guard. I think Jack Driscoll succeeded playing that position um, the last couple seasons. I, and here's the thing with Isaac Ciamalo. And, and again, I don't mean this to be a slight to Isaac Ciamalo at all, but your best ability is availability, right? And hey, if Isaac Ciamalo cannot stay on the floor, then what are we talking about, right? You know what I mean? Like, he can't stay on the field. He's having trouble staying on the field. So if he's having trouble staying on the field, you know what? You could make the same argument against Jack Driscoll. Jack Driscoll has been dealing with injury after injury after injury after injury himself. He But he's been more available than Ciamalo, and he has more size than Ciamalo. Ciamalo is an undersized guard. That's the truth. He's undersized at the position. He played quality left guard the last two years, absolutely. He's had these moments where he's been just bulldozed, you know what I mean? Like, they pop up where he has just these bad, awful games, but nothing like the Jamon Brown game anymore, because he did have one himself a couple years ago, but he's kind of steadied himself, and but that's at left guard. Now he's going to be playing a new position. This is right guard. It is different, you know what I mean? Like, we heard that all-time quote from, you know, Andre Dillard, where it's like, you know, writing with your opposite hand. Isaac's kind of got versatility. He's kind of played all over the line. He's played every position on the offense line with the exception of center. So he's played this position before, but it's still a new position and he's coming off an injury. If he wasn't making $5 million, I'd really like to see how this played out because I'd like to see if it would be fair. I just don't believe for a second the Eagles are going to pay somebody $5 million to sit the bench even if it's what they should do. Because remember, Driscoll has one thing going for him. Stoutland, is a, that's his guy, is Driscoll. And he's the offensive line coach. 
Now, the one argument you can make is, well, Driscoll could play right tackle, and he could play it pretty good. And we really don't have what you would sit there and say is a sure option at right tackle because if Lane Johnson was to come out or get hurt, um, LaRaven Clark is kind of the swing tackle right now because Andre Dillard can't do it. Remember last year when Lane Johnson missed uh, that month of the season? Our move was to move our franchise left tackle over to right tackle so the backup left tackle could play. Just think about that. Think about that comment. And the Eagles know that's so out of control. So what they did this year, instead of having Dillard learn how to play right tackle because they just said, okay, he can't play the right side. That's fine, but he's going to play left guard then. Because you got to have, if you're a backup offense alignment, you got to be able to play multiple positions. Because remember, you can't have everybody active on game day. It's still the stupidest rule in sport. But the point being here is if you have eight guys active, you know what I mean? Those guys that are the backups got to be able to go in and a pinch and play multiple positions, potentially, because you don't know who's going to come in or out. That's going to be an interesting battle. I do think Ciamalo's the favorite. I think he's a big favorite because, like I said, Driscoll could play right tackle, right guard. You know, if, if, if your offense line is this, right? If you go Mylata, Dickerson, Kelsey, Ciamalo, Johnson, right? What you could have as your primary backups are Dillard, who plays left guard, left tackle, Driscoll, who plays right guard, right tackle, and my guess would be Jack Anderson, up on game days right now over Cam Jurgens, And you say, that unless Cam Jurgens does cross-train enough to play one of the guard positions, because I know Jack Anderson could play right guard, left guard, or center. Jurgens they think, is strictly a center, but, I mean, they're going to cross-train with a play guard because I think they want him to be active on game day in case something does happen to Kelsey. But to me, what would be the best for that would be is, like, if something happens to Kelsey, Jurgens is the guy. He goes in. But on a game day, I'd like to know if Jack Anderson has a shot to be dressed over him if everybody's healthy, just for the fact that he could play left guard, right guard, and center, and he's a bigger body, and I think you would have more confidence in him having to play guard. Now again, that's also probably two injuries on your line have to kind of happen for that to that, that scenario to play out. But with that said, I think that, to me, seems at least more comforting. Now, the concern would be, how many reps is Jack Anderson going to get at center during the practices when Jurgens is clearly the backup? So now the more I think about it, it's like, okay, if he's not getting any reps there, they're definitely going to have Jurgens up, and he'll have to manage playing one of the guard spots. And, and so, yeah, you know what, I take all that back. It would probably be Jurgens because he's going to get majority of, if not all, the backup center reps. That's one camp battle. The other one would be, linebacker. I think there's definitely going to be camp battle for linebacker. Now, here's my thing. I think the Kobe Dean is the favorite to start. I think Kaiser White's the second favorite to start. But TJ Edwards had a really good season last year. He's going to absolutely try to earn some playing time in terms of starting. And and again, in base 4-3, he's absolutely going to be on the field. But what about Davion Taylor? Davion Taylor started showing some you know potential, and then he got hurt. He's another one. Deals with a lot of injuries. So I do think there's going to be something to watch at linebacker. I think there's the potential for a little bit more of a rotation at linebacker. I almost think that if there's something's close, like this tie goes to the runner thing will happen where they kind of can use the excuse to let Nicobe Dean, you know, settle up any injuries that he may be dealing with because, you know, he, the, the whole reason he fell to the third round is the whole league thought he was beat up. So I could see it where if the Eagles think, okay, hey, Nicobe's not considerably better right now at this time than TJ Edwards. Let's go with him first. 
yeah, that's that would be it. But if and Nicobe Dean has the preseason, I think he's going to have he's going to be so much better than what we've had at linebacker that he's just going to outright win that job. They're going to have no choice but to put him on the field with Kaiser White. But again, at least it's something going into the preseason and training camp that we have that would consist uh, consist of a camp battle. The other one that's really important, I think, is going to be the third outside corner. I know Zach McPherson right now is the third outside corner. But to me, that third outside corner spot is wide effing open. And there are a lot of guys that could come in and try to get that third corner uh, outside corner spot. They Remember all the guys, Kerry Vincent Jr., Ty Gowen, um, Mac McCain. You know, th- there's a bunch of guys they've brought in. The, 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 the undrafted rookies, you know what I mean? The kid from Clemson, Joe from Alabama. There's guys here competing for that. Now, there's a lot of corners on the roster, which is good. But there's going to be a lot of possibilities for who's going to make that team. They're not going to keep seven corners. Spoiler. It's usually five. And right there, I named about five, and that's just the backups. You know what I mean? The starters clearly are going to be Slay, Bradbury, and Maddox. So there's two spots left. And you got to be able to play inside and outside if you make that team, like one of those spots, because, like, let's just say Maddox gets hurt. McPherson could play inside. Okay, that's going to be an advantage. Josiah Scott, guys like that. This is what you're dealing with for this position. So to me, the corner battle for the backup two spots is going to be one of, I think that's actually going to be probably the most interesting of all the camp battles uh, battles because to me it's like there really is no clear favorite. McPherson is. I, I would say he's a massive favorite. He's pr- more than likely going to be on the team. But I mean, they, if, if they go six, somebody's going to have to impress to get them to six. And it could be because Bradbury's on a one-year deal. Slay's essentially on a one-year deal. So you could see them keep six if they do like what they got and they don't want to risk losing these guys considering they might have to play next year. But that is going to be really interesting to see, especially because in the preseason, especially, you're not going to see Slay and Bradbury playing and Maddox playing much, if any at all. So you're going to get to see a lot of these you know, guys playing corner. Now, the only time you got to see them last year was in that game 17 of the uh, season against the Cowboys where Prescott you know, almost set NFL records, which was, you know, scary and scary. And it made me think that's probably more so why the Eagles said it was absolute we had to get James Bradbury on this team. Final battle, I guess you could try to say a safety, right? I don't think it's a battle. I think it's Harrison Epps. I mean, if you want to try to convince yourself Kayvon Wallace has a shot or Andre Chachere or, you know, if they get to make a move here at safety still because there's still a couple months before the season, which, again, I don't rule out at all. But that would probably be it for type of camp battles. Now I'm going to pause here for a brief moment. When I come back, we will go over the top 10 running backs in the National Football League. But I have a brief word here from Anchor. Let's talk top 10 running backs. So as with the previous two lists I've done, let's go to last year. And who are the top 10 running backs, in my opinion, going into last season? And wow, this list is going to be different. Um, 10 was Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs, and it was a tie. Spoiler, Taylor's higher. Uh, ninth, I had Miles Sanders. Uh, eighth, I had Aaron Jones. Seventh, Ezekiel Elliott. Sixth, Alvin Kamara. Fifth, Dalvin Cook. Fourth, Nick Chubb. Third, Derrick Henry. Second, Saquon Barkley. And first, Christian McCaffrey. Well, uh, yeah, it's different. It's definitely different. <laughs> so let's go over the top 10 running backs. Uh, Tenth, I have a tie. Again, tenth, and it's Aaron Jones and Saquon Barkley. And it's crazy to say Saquon Barkley at ten because if Saquon Barkley's healthy, 
I think he has obviously top three potential in this league, clearly. He he could still be really good. That's why when they were talking about this trading a Saquon Barkley, I'm stunned nobody just said screw it. If they if he was out there gettable to go make a move and just get him. Because it wasn't going to be expensive in my opinion. You take a shot on him. I know he's beat up. But you know inside he has it. He has it. Now have the injuries racked up enough where you know he's lost a step, maybe he doesn't have the same juice? Again, that's very possible. And I'm sure teams did look into it. But I just... I still I can't quit on Saquon Barkley yet as much as everybody wants. I mean, he just hasn't had a fair shake there in New York. And like I said, injuries have just ravaged this dude. But if he's healthy, their line blocks, I'm telling you, I still think Saquon Barkley can play, and I think he'd prove it. Ninth, Joe Mixon. I mean, the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. Joe Mixon played the whole year. He had a great season. Joe Mixon absolutely in the top 10. Eight, Alvin Kamara. He's another one dealing with massive injuries. And who knows if he's even going to be playing this year because of that thing that happened in Vegas Pro Bowl week, so uh, him being there, it's very temporary because he may not be playing much this season. Uh, seven, Javante Williams from Denver. That guy is awesome. He's freaking awesome. You may not know how awesome he is because he split time with Melvin Gordon last year, but he's awesome. And now he's got Russell Wilson as a quarterback. He's awesome. Sixth, I have Najee Harris from Pittsburgh. I think Najee Harris does everything you want. Their offensive line was cr- uh, crap last year. Ben Roethlisberger clearly was nowhere close to the player he used to be, and still Najee Harris played every game. Catches the ball out of the backfield, was asked to do a million different things, had barely any holes to run through, and he still had himself a heck of a rookie season. Fifth, Christian McCaffrey. Now, Christian McCaffrey is best running back in the league potential, clearly. He's got that talent. Can't stay healthy, though. He's beat up. He is beat up now. And he probably should be lower, but I just, off of his, every gift that he has, he's a phenomenal route runner, great receiver, great running back, can do everything. He's still fifth, but... If he's healthy, he could be first. Uh, but the, the problem is, the last two years, he's been far, far from healthy. Fourth, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is really good. Got beat up a little bit last year, but Dalvin Cook is just really, really good at football. Um, yeah, could have been an eagle too, which is the best part. You know, Sidney Jones or Dalvin Cook, that'll be something we always ask ourselves. And Minnesota said, screw it, they weren't going to give us the chance. Uh, third, Nick Chubb. Yeah, he plays with, you know, with, uh, which we call it Hunt. Uh, so it's kind of a split backfield. But, you know, Deshaun Watson be there. I don't know if he's going to play this year. So chances are that's not going to really work out. I, uh, Baker's probably going to be the quarterback, I'd assume, because they don't have one, even though he wants to be traded. So there's a lot of, like, moving parts on that offense. Who knows what's going to happen? But Chubb is awesome. He's so damn good, it's unbelievable. Uh, number two. And by the way, with Chubb, also, like I said, if Deshaun Watson plays, he's going to probably have a massive season. Chances are, though, Deshaun Watson should be suspended, so I'm assuming he's not going to play. So, again, that's probably why I still have Chubb at two, because I think he could be the best running back in the league. Number two, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor had himself like an MVP-type season last year. You know, you, you can't help it. He's the, he's the second-best running back, in my opinion, in the NFL, and he proved it last year out of Wisconsin. Remember, people thought he was going to be like a bust, even his rookie year. Yep. Yeah, he's not a bust. He can hit home runs, and he's way faster than people think. But number one is probably one of the fastest guys in the NFL, which blows your mind. He got hurt last year, but again, their offense is literally designed around him. He's the only running back in the league where I truthfully believe the offense is completely designed around him. Taylor, they adjusted it to him last year, but this the Titans do nothing without Derrick Henry. He is their full-go offense. In that playoff game against Cincinnati, you could tell how much they needed a healthy Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, 
guy that big shouldn't be that fast, shouldn't run that hard. Derrick Henry's the best running back in the NFL. So next week, what lists are we going to do, right? We're going to do tight ends, and then we'll do offensive line as well. We'll get the offense done so we can get into the defense. But next week, we'll do tight ends and offensive line. Um, That's pretty much it. I mean, there is really no news for the Eagles right now. You know, the, the front office stuff's done. I mean, we could call attention to the fact that they ran the weakest OTAs of all time. And I do agree. I hate the fact that they're not practicing more. I think it's you, you only get better playing and building chemistry. You get play, better playing football, not, you know, not playing football. It makes no sense to me. But it's it's just... This is why the NFL does this. By the way, they try to spread things out throughout the year so they can stay in the news. And, you know, I like the draft in April... And it sucks that it's the end of April because it just feels like it takes forever to get there. But again, this is why they do that. Because, like, yeah, free agency in March, at least something to go on. And then, you know, it's the NBA Finals right now, you know, summer. So it's kind of the time if you're going to be, you know, out of the news, this is kind of the time to do it because people are more, obviously they're outside. It's summer vacation for kids. People are taking vacations. The NBA Finals are going on, NHL Finals, you know what I mean? Um so yeah, if you're gonna kind of, you know, take a back seat, June is probably the month to do so. But in July, it's it's just the end of July here. It's a month away. We're getting training camp. You know what I mean? And we're kicked in. August is preseason. You know what I mean? It's full on NFL come the preseason. So like, once training camp starts, it's NFL season. That's across the country. Like you know what I mean? That it's it's why football is the best sport in the world. Like we get to July, end of July, it's now full bore football. And we are. Literally, less than a month and a half from that, which is like wild to think about. It's it's there. And it's a big year for a lot of guys on the Eagles. Jalen Hurts probably the most. You know what I mean? This is Nick Sirianni now that he's not calling plays even. So it's like he's now more looked on as like he's got to be a real, real head coach. I, I am so looking forward to this season. I was looking forward to last season. I really was because I knew like I believed in Jalen Hurts and I knew that there was going to be potential for that team and they made the playoffs and yeah, they were beneficiaries of a soft schedule, but it's like this year, you know, the holes on their roster that they had last year, they're those like they upgrade Jalen Rager to AJ Brown. You know what I mean? Like think about that. Devontae Smith is a year more in the league. You upgrade your linebackers from, you know, Edwards and Singleton to, and again, I still like Singleton. I think he's going to be good in Denver, by the way. I'm just, going to put that out there. I think he's really actually a very solid football player. But you have Dean and now White. I mean, that's really good. With Hassan Reddick technically as a linebacker as well as a rush linebacker, I mean, they've upgraded. You upgraded from Nelson to Bradbury? There's a lot of upgrades. A lot of upgrades for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sure something will break next week. Maybe we'll get an idea what the jersey's going to look like. I mean, if they are going to edit the jersey at all, we should know very shortly here. But um, that's kind of it. Who knows? Maybe they'll make a move at safety or something. There's still time to make moves here. Like, they could do stuff. There are free agents out there, too, as well. You know, we're going to, you know what? Maybe next week what we'll also talk about is like what I'm looking at, like other camp battles. The end of the wide receiver rotation is absolutely going to be a camp battle. But we'll start highlighting names of guys. Because I think, like, Jalen Rager versus Britton Covey versus, 
you know, Davion Allen versus um, John Hightower, things like that. Yeah, absolutely, that's a camp battle. Kobe obviously having a very big leg up because he could be a potential kick returner. But Rager having the biggest leg up because he's a first-round pick. You know what I mean? Allen, the hurdle champion and all that stuff, setting world records. There's a lot of things in play there. And maybe we'll go over more so of like what you're hearing and stuff. Because let me tell you, Britton Kobe, who had been high on rave reviews from the LTAs. Now, again, that's T-shirts and shorts, football. It's not real football, but rave reviews. Guys, shifty, shifty, shifty telling you he could play i have no problems with him being able to play actually during nfl games that's how much i like this kid but we'll talk more about that next week so i want everybody out there to stay safe stay healthy stay educated and as always go eagles go 